It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 384 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, September 24th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. If you're a fan of an NBA team, 28 of those teams had media days today on Monday, so make sure you're checking out the corresponding Locked On show for all the teams you care about. Uh, Dan Reynolds' face is confused. The Mavs and Sixers had a media day on Friday because they're Ah. going overseas or something. Uh, So now I lost my train of thought because of your your crazy face there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Locked On Podcast Network. Find a show you like, subscribe, rate, review. It's the best way to support all the shows. All the NBA, NFL, college shows, and MLB as well. If you're a fan of a team coming up on the playoff race and the playoffs in a couple weeks here, make sure you're checking out the corresponding Locked On MLB show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places you get your podcasts. All right, guys, it, we're here. It's real. It is very real. Kawhi Leonard is a Raptor. He's been photographed as such. He smiled a little bit. He laughed. He made a joke at Doug Smith's expense because he couldn't find him in the crowd. Doug Smith's back. That's also great news. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just a good, positive day here at Scotiabank Arena, which is new. Yes. That takes some time to get used to. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, I'm here with Dan Reynolds from Raptors say, Are you going to introduce us? Or? <laughs> and Ed Vivek Jacob. You know him as a regular contributor to the show. Dan hasn't been on since, like, last season. So That's right. It's been it's a nice while. to have him back. We're should here we talking about Media Day. Should we, should we also announce where you can also find the show today? Oh, yeah. You can find the podcast on RaptorsHQ.com as long as I don't get yelled at by the bosses for no the next little while here. No one's going to get yelled at nobody. Yeah, I think we're all good. Uh, so, yeah, Locked on Raptors. Will, there's not going to be a uh, headquarters podcast anymore, as we kind of talked about. For now. Uh, for, now for Raptors yeah. HQ listeners uh, back in, uh, I guess, June was the last time we did a show. But we're going to have Locked on Raptors hosted on RaptorsHQ.com for the foreseeable future, which is great. And yeah. if you haven't listened to the show before, please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, so now that we got the shilling out of the way... Got to do it. Let's do talk it about top. Media Day. Kawhi Leonard, once again, is a Raptor. Nick Nurse talked for the first time. He's I guess also a fun guy. He is a fun guy. Kawhi That's Leonard's gotta be... first words as a Raptor, <laughs> I'm could, a fun guy. You couldn't have scripted better. We're all <laughs> sitting there... The, the place is packed. The cameras are ready. There were people. There's like know, random fans that apparently look, were allowed well, entry. Smart. No, the thing is, I think, I don't know if they were, I didn't look to see, but like there's a public like access area going through there. Yeah, the for real sports. Yeah. So, of course, you can, you can if, if you're an astute fan, I guess you could sort of get in the area. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying you should do this. It's obviously, <laughs> the, the day is over now, but there's clearly a way to get through there. But I mean, to build up all this anticipation, and the first question is, you know, wh- who are you? What what is, what is your, what is it you want the fans of Toronto to know? And it's, I'm a fun guy with a straight <laughs> face. With a straight face, I'm a fun guy. It was pretty I'm perfect, though. I don't, so let's just talk about his intro comments. We'll talk about Danny Green and Masai in a second. Masai, oh my God, what a legend! Yeah, uh, he was the, once again the star of the press conference as he is every time he speaks. But yeah. uh, Kawhi Leonard, what did you guys, Vivek? Let's start with you. What did you make of Kawhi's? 
introduction to the Toronto fan base. I thought it seemed pretty much what we would expect, but I don't know. How did you perceive it all? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that stands out and that's sort of been consistent since the trade's been done is that he is very much a basketball junkie. Like, he mm. just wants to be out there on the court playing basketball. Um, you can tell he's sort of jonesing for it, you know, having played just nine games last year. Mm. Um, he talked about, you know, just focusing on the present, not, you know, tripping up thinking about the future and so I think that bodes well as well because I, I think we've talked about this before where you know he really has nothing to gain from just sort of coasting through this season you mm -hmm. know he wants to show that he's a top five player in the league again that he can play you know 70 80 games in a regular season at an elite level and then carry that over into the postseason and so yeah I think that's the biggest takeaway that you know he just wants to get out there and play basketball my biggest takeaway is I feel bad for the poor San Antonio Express news reporter who was sent all the way to Canada <laughs> to have his two questions, one, one to Kawhi, one to Nick Nurse, about Kawhi's departure from San Antonio, completely shut down immediately by both of them. I don't know what you were expecting, I, exactly, I San know. Antonio Express news uh, assignment editor, uh, but I, mean, I guess the guy got a trip to Canada out of it. That's cool. Yeah, to Toronto. <laughs> to Toronto. I mean, obviously there's a story there, and I can understand why they would still want to figure it out. Cause it, yeah. You know, in a certain sense, it makes no... It makes no, it feels like it makes no sense yeah. how, how everything played out. Like this guy was supposed to be the bedrock of the franchise of the Spurs moving forward, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. At the same time, it's like as I think Kawhi had a line there: if you're looking past, you're not looking at what's or you're looking, no, sorry, it was the other way around. Yeah, he was looking to the, you're looking too far <laughs> into the future, you're not noticing what's in the present day. Yeah. It was Masai who was talking about not looking into the past. Yeah. So there is this kind of embracing of like here we are right now. Obviously, and there were some questions to Kawhi talking about. You know, what do you think about next year? What do you think yeah. about sort of like, you know, your contract? And I thought Kawhi handled those questions pretty well, just saying like, he's committed, as you said, you know, he's a he's a basketball junkie. He's here to win. Yeah. Much like with Kyle Lowry, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. These guys are coming here. They're professionals. They want to play, and they're not coming out here to get punked. They're yeah. coming out here to play and win. And if they're expected to win. Then they like they're expected to win. They want to win, and I know like a guy like Lowry is smart enough to know and look around and say, "Yeah, this is a great team. We should be like a threat for for most of the teams, definitely in the East." Mm -hmm. uh, so I think with Kawhi, it's it's um, it comes back to that sort of. I, I feel like he really is approaching this as like he's got to really prove himself to to be that sort of top five player. Because yeah, if he was coming off a really amazing strong season, well, yeah, this, maybe some of these questions would be much more pronounced, but. Yeah. The question now is, like, can he can he still compete at that high level? I mean, obviously, we hope he can, but we'll see. Yeah, and I think, like, the the line reader in-betweeners on the internet, which, I mean, we <laughs> are... Never? We're paid line reader in-betweeners this season because of, like, all the sort of stakes that are involved with Kawhi yeah. Leonard's season, but, like, you could kind of take what he said, I think, both ways, right? There was a lot of talk about how he's excited about Toronto, it's nice, yada, yada, mm -hmm. he's very happy to be here. Uh, and then there was talk about, like, I'm taking it one day at a time, not looking too forward to it. And maybe people will look at that and be but like, oh, me, he's not committed to it this long term. My, my advice is, as you're probably about to say, yeah. just, like, relax with the trying to that, analyze every single thing he says. And I think that's a good lesson for the entire season because you can drive yourself crazy trying to take every kernel of Kawhi, every facial expression he has, yeah. and trying to parlay that into a prediction for what's going to happen in the future. Just, like... Accept that he's on the team now, enjoy it now, and yeah. stop trying, trying to read into every little thing because I know people are out there already trying to do it. I mean, as soon as the first picture of him in a Raptors jersey came out uh, on the NBA Instagram feed, everyone's like, oh, he looks very happy. And it's like, relax. Like, it's one picture, it's yeah. Kawhi. He's not the like, most boisterous guy in the world. I don't know what you're expecting. I feel like that's so typical of, this is so typical of, like, just, sorry, I'm not going to talk about the uh, fans, the commentary. It's just that every player is very quick to sort of say, like, the day, like the, it's a cliche 
one day at a time thing but it is kind of like that approach where it's like you can't be thinking about already thinking about July you know, like next July. Yeah. You have to think about what's happening right now. I, I didn't really get to hear Jonas's presser very much, but he mentioned something like, on paper, they're a very good team. Yeah. I mean, they still haven't played a second of basketball. DeLon said something similar. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we're all very excited, and yes, they should be a very good team, but I mean, let's, let's you know, let's get let's get them on the practice grid together. That's what Coach Nurse was talking about. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, once all this stuff kind of goes away and they get into the gym, then they'll see what they have, and then we can sort of see, we'll see what they have when we get them, we'll actually see them on the court. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people who have been like analyzing the trade since it happened are kind of almost ahead of the curve of where the Raptors, I mean, obviously the Raptors staff has been thinking about this, but Kyle Lowry mentioned in his presser, he hasn't really talked to Nick Nurse since he was hired because it's the offseason and he's got other stuff going on. He's got yeah. kids. He's just like, yeah. he's got a good work-life balance going, which I appreciate and admire and strive to achieve. Um, <laughs> and In this gig economy? Man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think a lot of people have been thinking about this a lot more in depth than maybe the entire Raptors organization has. Obviously Nurse has been paid to do it, but the players I think are coming in sort of fresh minded it's it's kind of a clean canvas for them now and then now they're just starting to think about these things so i would say if people didn't have like super well-crafted answers to the questions people have had for the last two months just like give it a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll start to have them and like masai said you know he's not trying to oversell anything yeah so why should we like just accept the fact that he's here we don't have to read into every single thing that Kawhi does you know did he wink at someone there did he smile at someone here did he you know put, put his Raptors jersey on backwards <laughs> who cares you know speaking of which though we will have a weekly column probably on Raptors HQ talking about doing exactly <laughs> I mean you gotta do it for the content it's fine it's the content, content. In the name I don't want to spoil anything but that might be that's what a, we're that, gonna that, be doing that, this that, that, that's a bit different that's okay that's in the, the content, name that, it's yeah. clicks it's, everything is fine in the, in sorry the, yeah. not, not no 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 but you know at the same time I think for Kawhi being such a basketball junkie, mm-hmm. if you're not trying to oversell, yeah. you're trying to just show him that it can be just about basketball here, that you can come out here, just do your thing, yeah. enjoy the city the way you want to enjoy the mm-hmm. city. There's lots to enjoy here, obviously. There's lots of food. There's you know, there's plenty to do with the nightlife. Um, so well, let's he- not get crazy with the nightlife. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to add. Oh, yeah, sorry. No. I just want to add two things to that. Uh, one is going back to Lowry. I think you hit it on the head there when when at USA Basketball when they started asking. Obviously, they're going to yeah, ask no. him about the yeah. trade, but everyone was like, "Oh my God, he's so cranky, he's so mad." It's like, look, what did he you doesn't talk to people in the offseason. He said it. And he's definitely not going to talk in that context. When yeah. he came there to talk about USA basketball, Demar is there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I, I get it. You want answers. You want to know how he's feeling. But it's like nothing in Kyle Lowry's history ever has suggested that he would be forthcoming in that venue. And even here, he was definitely sort of cognizant of the fact that he and Rose are still friends. Rose is not dead. He's still yeah. there. <laughs> They're still buddies. But obviously, yeah, the professional context has changed. And the other thing, uh, now I lost. Oh yeah, Masai. We'll get to Masai off. in a second. Yeah. I want okay, to get to Masai okay, in a second. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're going all over the damn place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the the Kyle stuff. People were like, "Oh man, he's such, he's so grumpy all the time. He's not answering." Like, dude, Kyle is 
one of the smartest people in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. The dude knows exactly what he's doing. And mm. him being a little bashful with questions that he probably doesn't really want to answer, that's being bashful. asked. I mean, the thing I got, and this is not to disparage anyone who's down the hall in the media, but like, it seems like a lot of the questions were either trying to pin him against the idea of the trade and, and like, you know, I miss DeMar, like, yada, yada. You're trying to, like, say, like, yeah, I don't trust the team as much as I did because they made this move. and the, Or the other side of it was it was trying to pin him against DeMar, right? And I don't think Kyle's in the business of taking a side either way, right? Like, yeah. he is, much like Kawhi, someone who's just going to come play basketball. And I think if anyone recognizes that this team is better off with Kawhi Leonard on it than they were with DeMar DeRozan, it's Kyle Lowry. He's incredibly smart. He knows what the hell is going on. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to come into the season and, and just realize, hey, like this is a better team than I was on last year. That's good for me. That's in, in my best interest. So people can get all, you know, weird about his grumpiness and standoffishness with questions. But like, he's not dumb. He's not going to ask. He's got. He's not going to answer questions that are, you know, below. Beneath yeah, beneath him. Exactly. He's he's kind of got a standard for what he's going to answer. And I think people framing the questions kind of over and over in the same. The two different ways I think was kind of grading on him and like good on him for not falling into it and, and sort of just spewing out an answer people wanted to hear yeah no that totally makes sense like I mean when you look at the USA basketball uh, press conference or scrum when they spoke to him they asked him and he said hey I'm here for USA basketball yeah. I'll talk about USA basketball yeah but then when you ask the second question the third question yeah. the fourth question who wouldn't get agitated yeah, I mean yeah. we saw a bit of that today yeah with Masai which you said we're going to get into. Yeah, later. we will for so, sure because he's a um, god. I'm taking <laughs> off my jacket. But that's the thing. That's just a normal human reaction. Mm-hmm. When when you yeah. say no to something, it yeah. means no. <laughs> and people should understand that. Yeah. yeah. Kyle's a smart dude. He knows what he's, exactly what he's doing. And uh, but we, we can leave that at that. We'll see Kyle be really good at basketball this season. And this little weird sort of media day thing where he was a little grumpy will not seem like anything. Yep. Um, let's talk about Masai because... Nothing somehow, but respect for my president. Somehow in the press conference in which Kawhi Leonard was introduced after two months of questions and wondering when he was going to be introduced, Messiah ended up stealing the damn thing, elicited applause from those fans we were talking about That's who were true. up top. That's true. Because there was a lot of questions that were kind of circling around the idea of the Raptors not being able to keep players, not being an attractive destination, and it was all sort of around the, the question of Kawhi and the sell job they've undertaken here to try to get him to stay and all this stuff. And... Masai, you could tell after four or five versions of the same question, was just like, all right, fuck this. I'm, uh, I'm going to say something. And what he said was like, I don't know. If I felt it. It hit me. He was just, he essentially said that that narrative is done. Get rid of that narrative. The Toronto's not a, like an, an unattractive destination anymore. Believe in your city. Believe, have confidence in what they've built. And like, how can you argue against it? And that is what elicited the applause. Masai could sell me anything, man. That dude is that dude. It's fascinating because obviously we, you know, in Toronto, Raptors fans, we sort of expect a certain bit of uh, incredulity from the American media. They sort of, I mean, that's obviously been the long time narrative. I mean, and, you know, you can can say whatever you want about that. And the USA media sort of always overlooking the Toronto market or the Raptors in particular. It is fascinating. there There is a thread through, like, Toronto media of, like, well, they're all things are always going south. You know, mm. the, for a long time it was the Leafs and the, the Jays were, you know, for bumbling around and who knows what's going on with the Argos or whatever. Uh, um, and, but and the Raptors also were also like 
bad for a long period of time, yeah. or they were always making s bad decisions or things that didn't work. There out. is a history yeah. of the Raptors being so, a bad organization well, right, that can't right, attract right, players. Right. So I, I feel like that's fascinating how ingrained that is, yeah. and how Messiah is sort of saying like, I like first off, not that he had, he's not disconnected from that, but it's also like he had nothing to do with that. Yeah, like, you know, this is like like ten years ago is not right now. Yeah. So this idea that like, well, you know, the, this this horror show from this era of the Raptors. Like, that's long gone. His you're track sitting, record. You're sitting on a world-class city, yeah. and and the t and the organization is. I mean, it's built up. The the thing I've been saying is they've been building building this organization for five years since well since Masai took over, basically for this moment mm -hmm. to get their hands on a guy who is a top five player, who they can build around, who they can invest in, and who, I mean would want to be here. Why wouldn't he want to be here? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. His track record includes no major free agent ever leaving. Patrick Patterson's like the biggest dude who ever left. Maybe P.J. Uh, Tucker. Yeah, well, they... Uh, like, those are the they, biggest uh, guys who have... Uh, yeah, they, exactly. They That's probably planned Patrick, for, for Patrick a little bit, but... <laughs> Um, PJ kind of hurt a little bit. PJ but hurt, and, but it's not like they didn't try, and, and yeah. like that was an attractive situation. But like he has not lost a major free agent. He's two for two, bringing back Kyle Lowry. Mm -hmm. three, two for two, three for three? Two for two. He two, brought two back DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. He brought back Serge Ibaka. And that, Fred VanVleet. Fred VanVleet. He's totally right in that the narrative it just doesn't apply anymore. Mm -hmm. Like This is one of the more attractive teams. This is one of the more stable teams. This is yeah. like a team that is like so far removed from what it was in 2012, 2013, that mm -hmm. those old narratives just don't apply anymore. And I'm glad Masai finally was just like, all right, let's stop enough with this. Like, this isn't 2009 anymore, dude. Like, we don't have to have this inferiority complex anymore because why should they? Yeah. Like, how many teams in the league would look at what the Raptors' situation is from city to stability to success and be like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want that. Like, that is, they are one of the more attractive destinations, whether or not, they're not L.A., they're not New York. But what's hilarious but, is even even that even with that sort of spectrum, like the yeah. Paul George situation is the perfect mirror. It's yeah, like everyone was like, for sure, Paul George is gone. He's gonna leave. He signed in Oklahoma City. The postal code doesn't matter, man. Like, if, and again, if they uh, like Vivek alluded to, if they sort of focus on the not being so over the top with the sell job and like catering to his every whim and, and mm -hmm. sort of worrying about this narrative that's always in, 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 in existence especially within like the, like the more paranoid fans in the media <laughs> uh, like th that's going to be their best possible pitch it's like hey we don't care about all this stuff like we're a good basketball team we want to play for our good basketball team and that's the best pitch you can make to him yeah and I think one of the coolest parts was when he actually had that mini scrum after the press conference mm -hmm. where... You won't see that on the videotape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, someone... He said, fuck Brooklyn in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, someone asked him, are you worried at all about, you know, July, if this thing goes south, then, you know, maybe your job will be on the line. And I love the way... He literally just laughed right in his face and said, <laughs> I am going to be a happy, successful person. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally it, what he one said. One of my biggest fears and, is that he doesn't need this and will leave one day. <laughs> and but, so, but that's the thing, right? I think that's something that we can learn from, and the fan base can learn from, is just you know be secure in, with what this franchise has become, mm -hmm. uh, what this city offers, and what this roster has right now, and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. We're in the present right now with 
a legitimate championship roster mm -hmm. where you have a legitimate superstar and role players to go around it. And there's a stability there that I feel like the, the, the best teams in the last, let's say, 20 years, they've had that sort of comfort with, with like ownership and, and management. And yep. like everything is sort of, they don't need to go crazy trying to sell anything. They just, they just, they are who they are. Yeah. The best examples using like, I mean, Pat Riley maybe lately has been a bit shaky, but he had a great run there where mm -hmm. it was like, he was the guy who could sell things. I mean, obviously they're trying to do that in Los Angeles now with Magic, Magic Johnson there where it's like, Here's the thing, when you have a bad ownership situation, you're yeah. watching it happen in Minnesota, whatever the hell's going on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Knicks have been dealing with that for years. Uh, Sacramento, where it's like, even if you get a good player, even if you have a, a sort of world-class talent, you can't, just be by nature, never mind selling them on the merits of the city or anything else, the quality of life, you just can't sell them on, you, you, can't, you can't show that you're a well-run organization. That means a lot. Yeah. It means a lot for morale, it means a lot for sort of just getting along day to day. I think one of the best ways to describe what Masai's done with the Raptors is like he's made the Raptors one of the very few franchises that's not stuck in the eternal loop of overcompensating for your last mistake. Like they can just be like, all right, yes, Dwayne Casey, that, that ran its course, but we're not going to go crazy with this hire. We're not going to go totally off the map. Like we got a guy in-house because we believe in our sort of pipeline of talent that we've produced and so we can just go with that a guy who knows people you maintain some stability that way obviously you know with through promoting people within the front office there's some stability there uh even as the job you know titles have kind of switched around a little bit and that's a rarefied error because so many teams are out there constantly trying to correct their last mistake and ultimately usually are making a mistake in, in, in the process of doing that because they're overcompensating. So the Raptors are not in that the Raptors spot. Have been doing, they did that before. That's what they were. Yeah. That's yeah. all they yeah. were for yeah. the longest time. And Masai, I think his biggest accomplishment is getting them out of that loop because it's really hard to do that. Um, we talked a lot about Masai and Kawhi and Kyle. Danny Green spoke today. He seems like an awesome dude. Nick Nurse talked. Uh, well, I got, was, I got Danny to speak. <laughs> What's that? I got Danny to speak. Remember? No oh, one was yeah, asking him right. any questions. Yeah, poor guy. He was. God, he's. Yeah. He took it very nice. <laughs> he was cracking the jokes for being uh, overlooked by, by in the yeah. press conference with Kawhi and Masai, which you know I can't blame him. But yeah. Um, so yeah, Danny Green spoke. Nick Nurse, uh, Jonas, OG, Delon, all these guys did little uh, pressers or scrums. Anyone before we wrap this thing up? Anyone? Anything that interests you today? Anything that you're interested in with any of these particular people over the next couple of weeks as the preseason gets going? Well, Serge, I thought said some interesting things about uh, his role, and because he said he's already spoken with Nurse about yeah. what what his expectations are going to be next season. So mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting to hear him say that uh, he's going to be playing in the low post a bit more. Um, that you know he's not just not not going to be picking and popping as much. Yeah. And so I think that's uh, a good sign. Because, you know, I think when he came over, we saw a lot of the old surge mm -hmm. where, you know, blocking shots and, you know, even some, you know, dream shakes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, th I, I think that's a good fit for this Raptors team, which is so abundant in mm -hmm. three-point shooting now, where maybe you don't need a, a surge to pick and pop as much. You know, yeah. you look at last year in terms of the three-point threats, you had Kyle Lowry, you had CJ Miles, you had Fred Van Vliet. And then you just needed Surge to yeah. give you that volume. Mm -hmm. But now with all the uh, all, all the guys that you have on the roster that can provide that, you mm -hmm. don't need it as much from Surge. So yeah. maybe now he finds a role where he can be more effective. I'm then kind of curious if like that's the best use of his skills because he's not a particularly good passer. And just, I mean, obviously we have to see how it all works in practice. But to hear that, because I didn't hear Surge say that. I wasn't uh, at the Surge scrum. But 
to hear that sort of implies to me at least that maybe he's going to be used more as a center as opposed to a power forward right. because that's kind of the traditional hint, hint. way Nurse has used Jonas in this offense you know, from last year, right? Where Jonas yep. would pick a pop sometimes, but not really. He was more of a role man. He was more of a you know work at the elbows, do some dribble handoff stuff. Um, so maybe that is sort of is a bit of a clue as to where Serge is going to slot in in terms yep. of starter, yep. Yep. bench, power forward, center. That could be a little bit of a, of a sign there. Um, but I wonder if that's his best use of his skills because he's not a very good passer and he's right. a good shooter and it's nice to have that stretch from a big yeah. man um he's kind of one of the more interesting i mean this whole team is interesting because it's just like dudes yeah. with arms and skills everywhere but uh surges sort of lot in how they play this season and sort of where he fits in in terms of role i think it's going to dictate a lot of you know how the rest rotation, of the team yeah. looks like it's going to be sort of the defining thing of the rotation because you're either going to go you know, very similar to last season where he starts and then you maybe have just like a full bench unit. Maybe Greg yeah. Monroe fits in a little bit more. Maybe you work in Serge as a backup five in those situations, but it's, it's tough to say. Or maybe he starts at center and we see a whole sort of can of worms open in terms of creativity and versatility in different lineups can that Nick Nurse is going to throw out there. That makes it sound bad. Can oh. of worms is bad. Worms are good. Hey, how hungry are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sean's talking himself into cans of Episode worms five here. with uh, Sean Woodley and Serge yeah. Ibaka. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan, anything? Sorry, Vivek. No, I, I just yeah. the one thing I wanted to touch on Surge is, uh, you know, you look at last year by any measure, it was a disappointment for Surge. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing people do lose perspective of is the Raptors as a whole. Mm-hmm. It was not supposed to be as easy as they made it look. Yeah, when you change over your offense as completely as they did. Yeah, you could have very easily had Damar struggle. You could have very easily had Kyle's you know initial struggles carry over for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, thankfully, they didn't. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think what you saw from Serge, what you saw from Norm, um, I think you have to give a bit of leeway there yeah. in terms of you know, not everyone was just gonna fit like a glove. That's been the issue with Serge, I think, in, in general. He's not the most uh, sort of heady passer. It's yeah, interesting right. then when you talk about a guy like Monroe. And he's also clear. come from OKC, where he was never challenged to do anything like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Like I mean, obviously, he came in as a as a very as a very springy shot blocker sort of. Uh, finisher uh, and then adding the three-point shot was like oh wow this is the next evolution but now the leagues move so fast that all of a sudden he's now like behind the curve which is wild because yeah. a couple years ago he was like the guy he was like yeah. what everyone wanted mm-hmm. and so it's funny how that worked out it's tough because obviously the playoffs it really seemed like he was just I don't know what happened because like a season I would say he was pretty steady and the first two games he was right so and that's, good. And that's yeah. funny is that you're sitting there going like yeah playoff surge it was a, a joke and then all of a sudden it was like what happened like it just yeah. Yeah. He, it just felt like he was out of it and it just lost a step and I mean I don't know if that's a comfort thing I don't know if it's uh, tired legs I don't know if it's like maybe injury like who knows but it, it has always felt like he his his um, I don't say basketball IQ, but his awareness of, of certain reads is a mm-hmm. little bit slower, and, and you can see the same thing of Norm, where he's like definitely like ready to do things, get in there, but like he doesn't always see all the things yep. that are happening, and so I do, you do wonder how that wrinkles, how that works out, because obviously right now you're looking at like OG and Kawhi, do they both start and surge mm-hmm. on, off the bench? There's a, there's a thing in there that's like he slides into that role easily. It's crazy to consider the fact that then Monroe is like, what, your 11th man, your 10th yeah. man? Yeah. Norm Powell Norm, was like, Norm no, barely, I didn't even like, see Norm today. Yeah, is he yeah. here? Like, <laughs> Why he's somewhere? I yeah. said that's from specifically. But yeah, it's like, it is kind of crazy to consider like how deep the team is. It's interesting in Monroe's case because there are other teams he could have gone to where his mm-hmm. role would have been more considerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and here it's like, well, I don't know what they promised him, but I mean, obviously, Nurse will probably is probably excited to use him in certain ways. He doesn't have any shooting range, but yeah. he's definitely a high post player, a passer. He's got some size. I mean, we watched him really work in the post against the Raptors when he was yeah. on the Bucks. So it's like mm -hmm. he has utility, but at the same time, I mean, when he was on the Celtics last year, in the minutes, his minutes in the playoffs took a huge dive. Yeah. And the same thing will happen here because there are only so many ways you can use him. Yeah. As JV insurance, he's very good. That's yeah, that's the, a nice that's little like for like replacement. Thing, yeah, because yeah. yeah. last year that was a big problem. If JV ever got hurt, thing, you know, yeah. thank goodness it didn't happen. They only had him as a as a sort of stout. Center, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned sort of the the rotation questions and sort of having too many guys. And like Nick Nurse talked about this, he said we have like a lot of guys who can start, which is a good problem to have. He said this kind of in the off season as well when he first got introduced and when he was talking about who's going to start. Um, I, I think. It's good. The starting lineup thing, people are going to make into a bigger thing than it needs to be, I think. Like, I think it's going to be variable. I talked about this on other shows, so I just mm -hmm. want to... But, like, I don't know. There was that from Nurse. Is there anything else from Nurse in particular that interested you today? I mean, I'm just excited to see... Like, I guess I'm excited to see what he does differently and what he... Or what or what he can do differently. Yeah. Like, like this is like... I, I don't even know if... It, not to say it won't be perceptible, but... Like, I mean, I, I myself, I'm not sitting there pouring over every single play call that they yeah. make, but I'm interested to see when he talks about sort of the, uh, the, the openness uh, within a structure. Like yeah. They're going to have their system, but sort of what he'll allow players to do to sort of be themselves. Mm -hmm. It's funny, he mentioned listening to music, and then if you, Michael Grange had a piece about, about talking to Nurse, and he had pictures of uh, musicians, uh, yep. Thelonious Monk and Jasmine, mm -hmm. Biggie King and Blues and stuff. And you get the sense that he's a guy who's like, okay, here's the structure of the system that we're going to put into place, but you, we know you want to do that. Or, we, or, yeah, you're open to do that. I'm just curious to know what that will be like in action. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there are some players on here that are very, that can be creative. There are other guys who I'm like, well, like, you know, like Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, like some of those guys, they have specific roles. I don't want them to be freelancing. But at the same time, I'm interested to see what DeLon yeah. can do. Or, or, you know, Lowry, what Kawhi is, is sort of maybe ready to, to accept in terms of like, there's more maybe there's more there mm -hmm. you know, like so I mean that part I mean nurse didn't really he's he's got a he's it's interesting how smooth he is already with the media yeah he's, I mean, uh, he's been around a long time but now he gets to be his this is his moment to yeah. shine and he's definitely sort of ready to be like the guy in front of the camera which is there's a value to that he's certainly not as long-winded as Dwayne Casey doesn't have quite the same Knack, for, knack with words that Dwayne Casey. Oh, he doesn't had. have any uh, the no. folksy adages. Yeah. 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 No, no, no more folksy. But, but, it, but it is but. it is a valuable skill because if yeah. you have a coach, I, I feel like we've obviously like you know the, every coach comes through. They all address the media. You pick up right away who are the guys that sort of figure out ways to deal with the media in such a way that no one, no, no one gets upset no one gets by the upset. fact that right. they're saying yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you know they, they're at least having a, not a little bit of fun, but they sort of acknowledge this is part of the job, and yeah. there are ways to talk to everyone because we're all grown ups here. We're yeah. all you know. And where some coaches you sometimes get the, the distinct impression that they they want you to go away, yeah, leave yeah. them alone, and you're just like, yeah. It feels like every coach the Raptors have played against in the last couple of years in the playoffs is like that. Ty Lue, uh, uh, it was okay, but yeah, not the, the, not yeah, the most. Randy Whitman was kind of like a sleep, yeah, like. sad boy. Yeah, not yeah. the most charismatic bunch. Like Nurse, I don't think he's Casey. People aren't going to love his whimsical nature as much as Casey. Um, but like he seems like he's got to figure it out, and like he was not very divulgent with what he's going to do, no, and like of course he wasn't going to be. But uh, I think I, I don't know. I feel pretty good about Nick Nurse. I feel pretty good about today. It's a good day. Uh, you know? <laughs> Media day always is. Kawhi Leonard is a Raptor. Everything's positive. There's no reason for discontent today. I I, I took over Raptors HQ for the 2014-15 season, yeah. which was like Luwell. 
yeah, but it was like that was that was the fair enough. But was like, but that season began with this kind of wave of optimism, and every yeah. sort of even the seasons that ended sort of poorly, like that one, or you know the the, the sweeps of the last couple of years. Yeah, there was still this kind of like we're we're on the up and up here. We're, something's going mm-hmm. on. You know? yeah. Now obviously this season would have been very different had they had they, had they not pulled it's off not the, the Kawhi trade, but. It is interesting to sort of watch how they how everything is sort of fallen into place, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and media day is kind of we were joking on Twitter like it, everyone is very optimistic. Everyone's in the best shape of their life. Everyone's yeah. put on twenty pounds of muscle. Everyone is ready to do everything. I was they talking can to Bruce Arthur do. today. He said he's in very good shape. He's been playing basketball yeah. all summer. Bruce yeah. Arthur's in great shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah, I won't. I right. Bruce <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> Bruce Arthur, muscle watch is uh, how we're yeah. wrapping this thing up. He's got a good post game. He does. Uh, have a, he's getting media, ready for that media game the, already. The media game. There's no way. There's no way. He was on my team again, man. Not after Megan McPeak's Achilles, man. Here's hoping, but no, I don't think that's going to happen. But but. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of a wave of optimism, and of course, that's what Media Day is all about. Yeah, uh, I mean, two years ago, we were talking ourselves into Jared Sollinger as like the answer for the Raptors. <laughs> there was optimism <laughs> behind that too. Yeah, we were very excited. <laughs> we were very excited. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yes, obviously, optimism is always going to be high on Media Day, but I mean, why not? Yeah. Or should I say, why not? Oh, good night. Yeah, we'll wrap it there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't sell my jokes. Uh, we're gonna get some lunch probably. Yeah. And uh, wrap this thing up, Dan. Thank you for coming on. Thanks I'm for sure you'll be on some post-game shows at some point this yeah, season from, yeah. from after games. Uh, Vivek, we didn't announce your big news oh, off yeah. the top. You're going to be contributing to The Athletic this season, part of their Raptors coverage. So congrats on that. Where Thank can people uh, check out your work? We know Dan's at AK underscore Reynolds and at Raptors HQ. That's fine. Thank you. Vivek, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so with Blake gone from Raptors Republic, I'll try to, you know, fill in for at least... A, a tiny yeah. iota of the void because <laughs> we know it's a huge uh, gaping yeah. hole that he's I left. expect so many spreadsheets of second <laughs> round or exhibit 10 guys contract figures uh, you better have that unlock all right all right I'm gonna I'm gonna need some Excel lessons from Blake for that, but, um, I'm sure he'll be happy to offer his time as he always does but um, yeah besides Raptors Republic you can find me at uh, Sportsnet The Athletic um, I'll try and help out North Pole Hoops when I can and yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> this podcast as well. It's all about the hustle. You're continuing on your weekly contributorship to the podcast this yes. year as well, which is Thank very you exciting. for having me and giving yeah. me this so opportunity. So then you'll be on Raptors HQ as well then. Hell yes. yeah, he will. Oh, just so just many, <laughs> so much overlap. It's all one big family. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean, of course. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Please rate and review. It's the best way to support the show, as always. Also, my sixth part of Ranking Every Raptor is going to be up today at some point. No, it's part six, Dan. Is it part six? Yeah, it's wow. part six. Uh, players 60 through 31. We get uh, finally some good players in today's Ranking Every Raptor, and also an Italian dude who people will remember, I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, some guest contri- contributions. A couple of guest contributions yeah. from the olds. That's also very helpful. Yeah. And, uh yeah, so that's going to be up at some point today on Raptors HQ, along with this podcast, and uh, this podcast every day for the rest of the season, I guess, except Woo. for days where I get lazy, which we all know tends to happen. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to do it for today for Media Day. We'll be back again tomorrow at some point, I'm sure. i got a busy day, but I'll try to squeeze a podcast in somewhere. And uh, until then, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.